0: Hi everybody, welcome to this episode of Enlightenment Today, I'm Jason. In this episode I'm going to speak about the Hindu time system called the yugas. The word yuga in Sanskrit means age, cycle or world era. You will find out in this episode what makes the eastern view of time different to the western view. The yugas are a complex world age doctrine of four yugas. The yugas map the cycles of change within the universe and consciousness. The yugas build a solid framework for understanding how we experience time and eternity and how they are related to one another. This way of thinking is completely different to the view of time and eternity held firm by Western religions and the Western general. The Western view of time is linear and this affects the Western view of eternity as the idea of an eternal heaven becomes something we have to wait for until after death which really implies that eternity is bound to time. This is ridiculous considering eternity can only be ever-present in this very moment and can only be experienced when limiting thoughts and thinking have completely ceased. The Eastern view of eternity is in its truest understanding that eternity can be nowhere else but in this moment, and a lot of their time systems and philosophies are based on it. So the relationship between time and eternity is sort of very differently in the East, especially in the yuga system. Many Eastern traditions don't map time in the linear sense, but instead they design systems to understand time's non-linear qualities in relation to matter, mind and spirit. In Hinduism the non-linearity of time is broken into the yuga cycles which map the consciousness that drives the process of linear time fueling human civilization. There are two yuga systems that are somewhat similar but also a lot different. There is an ancient long count system and a more recent short count system. Both systems are based on the concept of kalpa. Kalpa is a Sanskrit word that means eon in Hindu and Buddhist cosmology. A kalpa equals 4.32 billion years. Yeah that's right, 4.32 billion years. We're not talking about lifetimes here or an age, but rather the life of the Earth. The concept of kalpa is described in the ancient texts of the Puranas, especially the Vishnu Purana and the Bhagavatar Purana. One kalpa of 4.32 billion years is regarded as a day of Brahma. If you think this is a long time, a maha kalpa consists of 100 years of Brahma. To try and just get your head around that, that is. 313 trillion, 528 billion, 320 million years. Now that's a tongue twister. In the long count system, one kalpa is made up of 100 maha yugas, which means great yugas. The duration of a maha yuga is built on a system of four yugas. These yugas are satya yuga, which is the ideal or truthful age spanning 1,728,000 years, Next is Treta Yuga, which is the age where virtue has declined by a quarter of Satya Yuga. Treta Yuga spans 1,296,000 years. Treta Yuga is followed by Dwapara Yuga, and Dwapara Yuga is the age where virtue is reduced by half of what it was in Satya Yuga. Dwapara Yuga spans 864,000 years. The last Yuga, and we could say definitely, definitely the least, is Kala Yuga. Kali Yuga is where virtue is reduced to a quarter. Thankfully, in the greater scheme of things, Kali Yuga only spans the time of 432,000 years. Well I know it's still a long time, but in the universal sense it's quite small. Now naturally you're probably asking, what Yuga are we in right now? And I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but it is commonly believed that we are in the heart of Kali Yuga, and according to the dates suggested by authorities on the matter, we might only be at the beginning of this yuga. So when do they suggest the Kali Yuga began? It is believed that the dark age of the Kali Yuga commenced with the death of the godly sage Krishna after the famous battle in Kurukshetra, documented in the Mahabharata epic. Traditionally, Hindu authorities put this date at 3102 BCE. Though many scholars dispute this date because they believe a date of around 1500 BCE is more probable. Nevertheless, if we are to take the Yuga world age doctrine seriously, we are only at the beginning of the Kali Yuga. We've been on this long descent from the golden age of the Satya Yuga until now. This slow process spanning millions of years stupefied our mind into the characteristic of the Kali Yuga. So what is the characteristic of the Kali Yuga you ask? The core characteristic is our mind's identification with the external world and the turning away from the inner world. This is where we focus on everything in the outside world. We focus on how we look, our anxiety about how we are perceived by others, our reliance on sensory needs, our dependency on relationships, our over-attachment to people and material possessions, and our focus on acquiring assets to promote our own self-interest. The Kali Yuga then is basically the involution of the human mind into gross matter, which means our mind is entangled with the outside world. Materialism then is the core of the Kali Yuga. The mind's tendency in this age is geared towards consumerist thinking. Consumerism becomes the accepted way of life in this age, and it is hard to argue with this ancient view of the Kali Yuga when we look outside and see what mainly drives people. The lowest point of the Kali Yuga might be technological transhumanism, as many people would rather be a robot and live forever than be a natural human. The integration of mind into into technology will likely be the lowest point of the Kali Yuga if it happens. This technological motivation is the Kali Yuga belief that the material universe is everything. As a result, the inner world of consciousness is not considered valuable without the material world. This type of thinking is one of the greatest threats to the human race. So before you play unconsciously with your phone, ask yourself what that habit is doing to you and how it is training your mind to be. I find it interesting that when I criticize social media or technology, people jump to their defense, which is just plain odd when you think about it. They are not living things, they are just objects, could you imagine how stupid or I would look if I defended a toaster like it was my friend, I'd look like an idiot. So the reason people defend social media and technology is because they want to justify their unconscious habits. Just ask yourself how many times do you unconsciously reach for your phone during the day? Though this may seem insignificant, it's all leading to a movement away from raw nature and our own naturalness and our connection to the universe. From the naturalistic view, the integration of mind into technology will be a permanent hell we cannot escape. In the Kali Yuga, the fear of death is intensified because our view of matter is everything. Hence we yearn for a mortal life through technology. As we begin to move into the Kali Yuga after Krishna left this world, some enlightened people could foresee our future and they wrote the Puranas tantras, and other scriptures to serve our spiritual needs in this dark age. These were specifically designed for a spiritual seeker's inherent difficulties in the Kali Yuga. In the Kali Yuga, we lack the moral fiber and mental concentration necessary to pursue the path of liberation. But luckily for us, we have access to these ancient texts that can bring our awareness back within ourselves. The hope is that there is enough people in the world who wake up to their divinity which exists when we cease the mind's gravitational pull towards the external world. Only then can the human race survive the Kali Yuga and progress into the golden age of Satya Yuga. In various Puranas they speak of the tenth avatar of Vishnu named Kalki who is foretold to come into the world near the end of the Kali Yuga. Kalki is thought of as riding a white horse brandishing a blazing sword. His task is to destroy the present age to give birth to the Age of Truth with a capital T, Satcha Yuga. Maybe Kalki could be you, or maybe it could be all of us who are willing to wake up. Though the idea of Kala Yuga may seem grim and depressing, a short count system of the yugas was designed which is more of an optimistic view of where human civilization is currently heading. The short count yugas was introduced by Sri Yukteswar. Sri Yukteswar explains the short count system in 12 brief passages in his classical book The Holy Science. Sri Yukteswar doesn't base his understanding of the yugas much on the old count, long count tradition. His system of the yugas were born from his own self-realization. The short count of the yugas focuses on the correlation of inner consciousness and outward behavior. Sri Yukteswar explains that as human consciousness changes, so does human civilization and human development. So with this model we can begin to perceive a discernible pattern in our seemingly chaotic history. In Daniel Steinmetz and Joseph Selby's book called The Yugas, they trace our known history in a way that supports the claims of the short count yuga system. They show a recognizable cycle of human civilization that descended to a certain point and evidence of an ascension. To understand this I need to explain how the short count yugas are different. First of all Sri Yuktaswa's theory is based on the idea that our own sun revolves around a dual star which is a cycle of 24,000 years. It's a binary star system. Sri Yukteswar explains that this is a celestial phenomenon caused by the backward movement of the equinoctial points around the zodiac. The common explanation for this is precession, meaning the wobbling, rotating movement of the earth's axis. Sri Yukteswar explains this in the Holy Science. He states, the sun also has another motion by which it revolves round a grand center called Vishnu Nabi, which is the seat of the creative power Brahma, the universal magnetism. Brahma regulates dharma, the mental virtues of the internal world. When the sun, and its revolution round its jewel comes to the place nearest to this grand center, the seat of Brahma, an event which takes place when the autumnal equinox comes to the first point of Aries, dharma, the mental virtue becomes so much developed that man can easily comprehend all, even the mysteries of spirit. So each age has its own dharma, meaning virtue, and our dharma is at the height of virtue when our sun and its jewel are closest to the grand center of the universe, the creative power of Brahma. To map where we currently are in the short count system we need to understand how the complete cycle of 24,000 years is mapped. Just like the long count system, the short count system is made up of four yugas using the same yuga names as the long count. But the difference is the short count system splits the yugas in two, resulting in eight yugas that mirror each other. So one full cycle of 24,000 years goes through 12,000 years of descent and then 12,000 years of ascent. In the short count yugas the golden age of satya yuga is a duration of 9,600 years split into 4,800 years of ascension and descent. It is in this spiritual age of the satya yuga where where it is believed that our dharma is so virtuous that we can understand what the Godhead is intellectually. And we also have no sense of separation in this age. The next age is Treta Yuga. It has a duration of 7200 years split into 3600 years of ascent and descent. It is the mental age where we can use our mind to influence matter and other things. Some scholars Who support this short-count system suggest this was how we might have erected megalithic structures like the pyramids. Also, we supposedly are able to access telepathy easily in this age as well. The next stage is Dwapara Yuga. It has a duration of 4,800 years split into 2,400 years of ascent and descent. Dwapara Yuga is the age of energy. The age where we begin to understand that everything is energy and we begin to use energy to our advantage. The last Yuga is the Kali Yuga, which has a duration of 2,400 years split into 1,200 years of ascent and descent. Between each Yuga there is a transitional period known in Sanskrit as Sundis. This transitional period is a time when the state of mind in the previous Yugas still lingers until we move into the new Yuga completely. By following the cycle of the short count system, the pinnacle of the spiritual age was not too distant in the past. The height of Satcha Yuga was specifically at 11,501 BCE or 11,500 BCE to simplify it. The life in the spiritual age is thought to be much simpler than our modern complex world. Scholars suggest that some of the evidence for the Satcha Yuga in the time period is discovered in places like Gobekli Tepe because it is some sort of spiritual complex rather than residential, and its oldest structures have been dated to around 9000 BCE, placing it right in the short Count Sacha Yuga. This idea also supports Graham Hancock's lost civilization theory. It also supports somewhat the idea of Atlantis, but since that time we went into the descending period of the yugas. Our lowest point according to Sri Yukteswar was 499 CE, we could say roughly 500 CE. This time of 500 CE was when the vernal equinox was at zero degrees Aries. He placed the beginning of the golden age at the opposite point when the vernal equinox was at zero degrees Libra. This is the interesting thing about the shorter system because it places the lowest part of Kali Yuga at 500 CE, which means the end of Kali Yuga was the year 1700 CE, specifically 1699 CE. This is why Sri Yukteswar's model of the yugas can be viewed as more optimistic as it places us in the ascending cycle of Dupara Yuga. We moved into Dupara Yuga proper in 1900 CE. The amazing thing about this transition is that Sri Yukteswar predicted several developments that eventually happened. Keep in mind that he wrote the holy science in 1894. He predicted the rapid development of knowledge in the 20th century and also the the discovery that energy underlies all matter, basically the idea that everything is energy. His insights predate Einstein's E equals mc squared by over 10 years. Though keep in mind the idea of energy is everything has been a hallmark of Eastern thought for as long as anyone can remember. Einstein's theory, on the other hand, came five years into Dupara Yuga proper and this changed our worldview. Sri Yukteswar predicted that it was inevitable for this knowledge to surface because energy is the characteristic of Dupara Yuga. So from Sri Yukteswar's perspective, the relationship between energy and matter would have been brought to light by someone else if Einstein didn't reveal it. From Sri Yukteswar's view of the yugas we can see that energy is a primary focus in the world today and this is increasing with the evolution of clean energy which ultimately benefits the world and also the growing interest in Eastern spiritual practices that focus on how we use our subtle energies. So in conclusion both systems have their reasons why we should believe them. We can see the validity of the ancient long count system because of the materialistic world around us and we can also see the validity of of the short count system because of our modern focus on energy and how intelligent use of technology can help humanity and also how intelligent understanding of spiritual practices can help the individual. But in the end it's really up to how you feel. It's a matter of whether you trust the deep intuitions of Sri Yukteswar or prefer to trust an ancient tradition going back thousands of years.